With a possible grand jury vote on a Trump indictment as soon as tomorrow in Georgia, the former president on the public attack again, going after key players and witnesses in the 2020 election interference case. CNN's Elena Treen joins me now. And today, Trump, and this is after, by the way, he received a warning from the judge not to do things that might be perceived as witness intimidation. And yet, we have a Truth Social posting today. Exactly. Uh, Donald Trump is reverting to the playbook we've now seen him use three times uh, with the previous indictments that he is facing. He's trying to get ahead of this potential indictment in Georgia and frame it uh, in his own terms. And so I think one of the most concerning things that people pointed out today about his Truth Social post is that he attacked directly uh, one of the key witnesses in this Georgia case and said, quote, he shouldn't testify. That post reads, uh, I am reading reports that failed former Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan, noting that he spelled Jeff's name wrong there, uh, will be testifying before the Fulton County grand jury. He shouldn't. I barely know him, but he was, right from the beginning of this witch hunt, a nasty disaster for those looking into the election fraud case that took place in Georgia. He also went on to call him a, quote, loser. Now, um, I think the key thing here, Jim, is it's unclear how a judge, if there are charges brought in this case, would try to talk about his social media activity. We know, as you just mentioned, that in a separate case, the federal case of Donald Trump's uh, efforts to overturn the 2020 election results, she's trying to pose restrictions yeah. on uh, his social media activity. I've also spoken with many of Donald Trump's advisors over the weekend, um, and they tell me that they don't expect him to stop posting on social media. They think that uh, it's his First Amendment right to do so, and that also it's his most direct way of communicating with voters and that he has the right to defend himself. But the key thing here is, yeah. is this witness intimidation? Will the judge ultimately decide uh, that he can't be issuing these kind of posts? Has there been any reaction from the court to this yet or no? Well, so in this case, it's hard to, you know, with this exact, it, the indictment hasn't been brought. And right. so I think we have to wait and see how the judge in this case, if there is an indictment, how she would react to these kinds of these posts. Understood. We'll yeah. see how soon that comes. Elena Trian, thanks so much. Boris. We're now joined by that key witness set to testify tomorrow, former Georgia Lieutenant Governor and CNN political commentator Jeff Duncan. We're also joined by former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. Jeff, I want to start with you and get your reaction to that social media post by Donald Trump. He's insulting you and calling you out. Uh, do you believe he's trying to intimidate you as a witness? Well, this close into my testimony, uh, which is going to be tomorrow, I'm going to refrain from any comment with the exception of saying, uh, which was just pointed out, he did misspell my name. <laughs> and, and how about uh, what you are anticipating you'll be asked about tomorrow? If you won't comment on what Trump said, uh, can you at least give us an idea of what you're anticipating? Well, I'm just going to answer the questions as presented to me, much like I did in the special grand jury. Uh, whatever the questions are, to the best of my ability, I'm going to answer the questions. And, you know, this is an important part of the healing process for the Republican Party. This is painful. Uh, this may feel ugly to some, but this is part of this process, right? We've got to put these facts and figures and details and reality on display for America, specifically for Republicans to see what reality really is. And, you know, the social media game that, that Donald Trump has played over the years, uh, it's, it's, it's shallow, right? You don't have to be any more than a few hundred characters worth of information with no facts behind it, with no details to stir the crowd. And, and that's certainly been his game for a number of years, and, and it looks like it's continuing. Uh, notable that you are not the only person he has gone after on social media. He, he's also targeted a number of other officials involved in these investigations. Uh, Renato, to you, 
How do you read that situation? Is that appropriate? And if, if you were prosecuting this case, how would you respond to something like that? Very interesting. Uh, it's a, a, a bizarre situation. Um, and it's it's complicated because, of course, Trump's running for president and he's got First Amendment rights and he can go after some of those people, not, you know, like Mike Pence and so on. Certainly has a right to criticize a judge, for example, although it's unwise to do so. I actually think what the government should do, Jack Smith in the D.C. case, and which I th which is what I think they are doing is using it, putting it in front of the judge, making sure every time he does this, every time he he goes across the line every time he does something inappropriate or wrong regarding his communications to put it in front of the judge and inspire her to move that trial forward quickly, to inspire her not to cut him additional breaks. And in fact, she's actually mentioned that she may do so, that he's tainting the cherry pull and that may inspire her to move this you know, earlier to avoid any additional tampering. So I really think that's um, you know, one of the consequences for him. I will say in Georgia, it sure doesn't look like it's helping matters here. Um, uh, you know, realistically, uh, obviously, the lieutenant governor has just said he's not deterred from giving his testimony. It doesn't seem to me that the district attorney is deterred. I uh, usually, um, you know, throwing tomatoes uh, at witnesses and prosecutors and the judge in cases that you're in front of is a really bad idea for a criminal defendant. I can't imagine that his attorneys are, are encouraging him to do this, but the former president doesn't seem to listen to his attorneys or perhaps anyone else. Uh, Jeff, over to you. I want to get your perspective on this key evidence that CNN is reporting on, that there are text messages linking the Trump team to this voting systems breach in Coffee County. I'm wondering if anyone from Team Trump reached out to you or people that you know of to try to get access uh, after the 2020 election to other voting systems in Georgia. Well, once again, I'm going to refrain from answering any of those detailed questions just based on the, the <laughs> nature of, of my testimony tomorrow or potential testimony. But, but look, I think from a broader narrative here, what we're going to see put on display is just a plethora of conspiracy theories that, that really originated in you know, solutions in search of a problem. Hey, well, let's do this and then try to go find a scenario out in somewhere in Georgia, uh, whether it be State Farm Arena or Coffee County or Brad Raffensperger's office or Dominion Machines. I mean, the list is endless. And, and, you know, look, America is begging for new leadership right now, begging both sides of the aisle. Uh, a majority of Democrats don't want to see Joe Biden run again. A majority of Republicans don't want to see Donald Trump run again. But this primary process has got a short circuited uh, in, in a, just feeling like victims of gravity. This is a painful part of the process for Republicans. I do believe when this finally gets behind us, we will be a better party for it and a better country for it. Jeff, a very disciplined uh, witness. Uh in this grand jury process, obviously. Uh, Renato, over to you. You, uh, you heard from Jeff talking about the overarching narrative of uh, what voters are looking for. In this process, does it seem to you that something could be discovered, like these text messages that might sway voters to think differently? Is there enough evidence there, not only to succeed in a courtroom, but in the court of public opinion? Well, you know, public opinion can be a, a, ch a challenge to move, right? And, and I think, as the lieutenant governor just mentioned, sometimes the, even where there's no facts, right, where Trump is just, uh, you know, tweeting things out or, in this case, truthing it out, um, you know, there's no facts. It's often contrary to the facts. And sometimes it takes time for those facts to reach the public. What I will say, you know, regarding all of this is, 
you know, from a from a legal perspective, some of these facts, you know, you alluded to a moment ago, this exclusive CNN reporting about the uh, text messages related to the breach. I mean, that would have a devastating impact in front of a jury if there there was a concerted effort by, you know, Trump and his associates to try to breach a voting system. That's the sort of thing that you can't explain away. I think everyone understands that that's a crime. A typical juror who's called uh, to to uh, engage in jury service is going to get that, and it could have an impact in other cases, uh, like the Jack Smith January sixth case as well. Renato Mariotti, Jeff Duncan, thank you both for the time. Appreciate your expertise. Thanks.